she's to win porn again. After adult, I'm Adrian, and I'm Rachel. <laughs> so excited, Rachel! Um, I am really excited. This is like the only social interaction I get nowadays. <laughs> oh my! I've had a lot, and so I'm quarantining again because I just uh, drove back from being in LA and in Vegas, uh, and now I'm self quarantining myself because Vegas is a very dangerous place to be. <laughs> so are so is where yeah, we are. So, so it's cool. But, That's true. Oh, Everywhere's yeah. dangerous. It's yeah, it's, I was like, where is there not a hot spot zone? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, the lovely voice that you hear is our guest for the day, Lotus Lane. Oh, hi, Lotus. Yay. Oh, my God. I'm so th- – first of all, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Aww. I love you. I think you're amazing. And, like, I've made a whole, like, spreadsheet of people that I wanted to bring on the podcast. And, like, <laughs> Rachel and I have been adding to it. And, yeah, so I'm just really glad that we could get you in and that you were able to do it so soon. Um, if you just want to introduce yourself however you would like to do that and just let people know where they can find you on the internet. Sure. I'm Lotus Lane. I'm an adult performer and I have been so since around 2012. Um, I also do a lot of advocacy and like activism work in the industry. Um, I work at Free Speech Coalition, which is our industry's uh, trade organization and kind of regulating body. Um, and I like sex. That's why I'm here. I like talking about sex. Um, you can find me in my sexcapades on my OnlyFans, which is OnlyFans.com slash It's Lotus Lane. So that's I-T-S-L-O-T-U-S-L-A-I-N. And that's the same for all my social media. So I made it easy. It's Lotus Lane. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Which I, I Adrian was like, yeah, we're going to have Lotus Lane on. And I was like, don't know who she is, but I already love her name. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> One of the fun parts of our podcast is the dynamic that Rachel and I have because, you know, there's a shit ton of podcasts about porn that interview people who are in porn or sex workers yeah. in general or just adult industry adjacent folks but i think we're the only one (laughs) that's like hosted by a porn star and a very not porn involved person (laughs) oh you don't even have anything at all to do with the industry like in the background or anything no this is the this is the closest i get to it okay Um, cool Wait, Rachel yeah, is like the voice of the civilian, like coming in and be like, "Wait, oh, what nice. about this?" Like, <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm a, like a smidge more out than the civilian now, because now yeah. like I do know things, okay. and I was always like sex positive, so I was never gonna be like, "Oh my god, you did like double <laughs> penetration scene? That's crazy!" But um, now but, you're you know, civilian been... advanced. Yes civilian advanced yeah you know in like scientology they have like the level the pyramid that you ascend Uh so like rachel you're like you're like very you're like at least halfway up the pyramid of she's almost about scientology she's about to meet the alien at the top (laughs) i just have to pay i just have to pay like two hundred thousand more dollars and then i can do it there you go (laughs) we'll we'll get you there we'll do what it takes (laughs) So, oh Lotus, how are you doing in ah, this? I'm doing well. I'm, like I said earlier, I'm, like, 
building up my apartment, like mm-hmm. living space with plants and tapestries and pretty stuff and like kind of, you know, fixing little things here and there to make it as optimal living space as possible. Yeah. <laughs> I hear is you. It, did you just move there and you're like finally do or is it that you've lived there for like three like millions of years and like you're finally opening that last box it was more like I've been living here for a while and I mean I I didn't have things to unpack but I just never addressed things because I was never home I was like someone before um quarantine was gone at least four or five days out of the week and like Mm -hmm. my two days home were just like sleep laundry eat days and like I'm not gonna sit here and like Hmm, I wonder if this would look good hanging over in this corner. <laughs> I, I just didn't take the time to do those kinds of things because I was always gone. So now I'm here yeah, and yeah. I'm like, oh, this is such a comfy, cozy space to be in now. <laughs> do you think when when this is over, I mean, I realize like you were probably traveling for work. So obviously it's like the way you're making a living. But do you mm-hmm. think you'll try to like slow, you're one of those people who's like, oh, I need to like slow down more and just I mean I guess it already happened uh definitely things were going like full speed ahead in March um Mm -hmm. right when when things shut down I had like multiple things lined up um every week um for at least like the next couple months and now it's exactly the same except it's just all virtual <laughs> I was yeah. like, "What changed?" I was like, "Oh, nothing. I'm just like making sure that I have my ring light set up and like my my uh, you know computer position, and that's about it." But yeah, still so, still busy. Yeah. Are you are you enjoying working more like doing more virtual stuff or like so that you can be your own boss, or are you kind of missing the like set life? I definitely miss set life like that was a lot of fun that was always fun you know that was one of the reasons why I got into um behind the scenes stuff like um PAing PMing and producing because I I just even when I'm not performing I like to be on set you know I I enjoy that energy I I love my people in the industry you know I I like to voyeur and see sex happening (laughs) you know even if I'm not the one having it yeah so it's it's all of that I, I miss all of that I miss you know, the spontaneity of what we did after set, like, hey, let's all go for a bite to eat or go do this Mm -hmm. activity now. And, you know, so that's definitely, it's not like I'm like, oh, life is so good now. I'm not like, I definitely miss life before quarantine and COVID, but I'm just adjusting, you know, as best as possible, making sure that like the Zoom parties I do RSVP to, I actually go to, because that is my (laughs) only form of interaction, like you said. Um, this whole time I've gone out with my, uh, two best friends, uh, maybe twice. So, you know, like that's, that's really rough. Do you mean physically out? (laughs) Yeah. Physically like in person, we see each other now, you know, and we've gotten our, our COVID test. So we know we're good. But even that is just, uh, like, even though we're FaceTiming and stuff, we're not hanging out. So it's, it's, it's a, it's an adjustment as far as work goes. I do like being my own boss as far as my personal content creation. I like the creativity of like now that I've spiffed up my place a little bit more, like having more creative thought behind what kind of content. It's all solos, but like where I do them, not just yeah. in the bed anymore, you know? So I don't know. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, feel ya. it's definitely 
it probably leads to interesting situations. I know Adrian had one today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you want me to tell the story? Yeah. Of course I do. It's so, hilarious. Uh, <laughs> okay. So I, I am one of the very fortunate content creators that I have a partner. We started out by just doing some stuff on my OnlyFans, but now that it's kind of made it through to some of the companies that are hiring performers to do their own content, um, like we had a company that commissioned a boy-girl scene where oh, nice. he and I did a scene together. And I was like, let's do a fun setup and as we were shooting it, I was like, this is so much work. Oh, my God. Like, I've never directed or, like, yeah. done something with higher production value. So putting all this thought into, like, setup and, like, having a bunch of shots of things. So the setup is I'm a rideshare driver, and I I have a, uh, like, a convertible, and I, like, put the top down. So it's obviously no fucking Uber driver would be going around in a convertible, but that's what I thought was really funny about it was, like, yeah. This, outlandish stupid scenario and i'm like dressed real hot so i thought it would be great if i had a fake license plate on my car so that we could get a shot of my car driving away okay and uh i didn't have time to photoshop one i didn't know how to photoshop very well anyway so i decided to just draw it like hand draw a fake license plate and tape it over my actual license plate and oh, since nice. this, our podcast is audio only, I'll, I have a photo I can hold up and show you, but I'm going to describe it first so that <laughs> listeners understand what I'm about to show y'all. Um, so this is a fake license plate that is literally a white piece of paper that's cut to the same size as a license plate. It looks, at first glance, like it's a Texas license plate, because they're very simple, like, black letters on a white background. Um, but it says, eat ass. So... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. So, <laughs> so I put this... It's not that bad, actually. <laughs> I put it on my car just to get the shot of my car driving away. But then, that was the last shot we got before we had to, like, drive back to my house to shoot the rest of the indoor stuff. I forgot to take the fake license plate off my car. Uh-oh. <laughs> I got on the highway. I sat in traffic. There, We had to sit, like, drive through a construction zone where we were slowed down and waiting in line. All the construction <laughs> workers saw my car. Everyone in line behind me saw my car. Like, I drove past at least two cops on the way home. Apparently, none, no one questioned the eat-ass license plate that is clearly hand-drawn and fake. They probably were jealous that you were able to get away with getting the license plate and didn't even question it. Yeah, you know? they were just like, eat-ass, I wish. Yeah, you know, they're like, I wish I could have thought of that, you know? Especially in a convertible, it's like you're literally like the live-fast-eat-ass. I wanted, that's, I wanted it to say, that's what I wanted it to say, was actually skate fast, eat ass, like SK8. Oh, yeah. Um, but it wouldn't fit. That's too many letters. Yeah, that's a lot of letters, like, yeah. You <laughs> Maybe on the holder, a license, that's more of a license plate. Oh, yeah. Frame, yeah. You know? Oh, man, yeah. I, I would get that. A custom one. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so that's, uh, that was, that was a lot. Uh, <laughs> no, that's cool. awesome. That's fun. I was I was really glad that I uh, made it out of that one. I felt really dumb when I got home and I realized like, oh shit, I never took that off. Oh my god, I like that. I really could have been arrested. I think you get arrested if you have a totally fake license plate. I, I'm pretty sure that's a thing. In, in <laughs> They've got theory. bigger fish to fry out there. Thank goodness. Oh dear God, yeah. Tell me about it. Ugh. Um. Yeah. So one of the things I wanted to talk about with you, Lotus, is. Uh, 
the film that came out pretty recently that you were in, Chemistry Eases the Pain. Yeah. Because it was... <laughs> so I'm, I've been like a, a, a mega fan of just everything that Shine Louise Houston does. It was like kind of the yes. first thing I discovered that made me want to do porn. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's and I mean, cool. back when I was in like 2008, when I was like yeah. fresh kind of out of high school and like exploring my queerness and all that. Um, and like, you're so fucking amazing in that. Like we've talked about it on the podcast. I've mentioned it before, but like, I'm just going to say it again for listeners. Like it's fantastic. You should go download it for, or like join, uh, pink, white TV. Yeah. Yeah. Pink label. Um, pink label. Yes. It's okay. You. I know it gets a little confusing because it's, I always pink and white. And I feel it's like, like yeah. <laughs> pink and white productions. And then it's pink label TV is like, kind of like their, it's kind of like a Netflix of in a sort of ways yeah because they don't just host their own um videos there they also have like you know porn of the past so if you're someone that's in a vintage porn and erotica like they have a really good collection of stuff i was surprised when i looked in there i was like oh (laughs) yeah i mean it was like surprisingly like you know thorough (laughs) yeah i I need to check that part out then too because i knew that they had like other stuff but i didn't actually know that i noticed there being vintage stuff there. Yeah, so. some rare finds. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, like, I just really love that. I think you did a fantastic job in it, and I wanted to say thank you. Like, um, but like, I don't know. Do you have any any like fun stories from shooting that movie? Or like, I I'm curious how long it took to shoot. Like, uh, I mean, that was the longest like real feature film I've ever been on. It took five. Was it was I up there five or seven days? I feel like mm-hmm. it was. It might have been seven days. Um, yeah, I was there the whole time. I was there because I was the Damn. main character. I think I was there seven days. It was a full week. Um, it was definitely a roller coaster. It was um, <laughs> like amazing. Shine provides such an incredible experience, just 360 degrees, not just on set. Um, from like the booking experience to um, the getting my transportation and my lodging for me, like just like coordinating and communication there. So I was never like, what the fuck is going on? Like everything I was like in tune with and like the place that they've kept me at. I don't know if anybody knows who Annie Sprinkle is, but like I stayed Mm -hmm. at her Airbnb and it was like this magical, like garden foresty place. And then she like took me under her wing and like told me this story of like her life back in the day and like gave me all this like, stuff and I was just like porn mom is this happening like it felt like, oh my God, <laughs> like amazing. yeah it was just so cool and like she actually convinced me to watch the deuce which I was trying not to because of James Franco but because of her history and like she said she was kind of a consult on it I was like all right I'll watch it just for you but yeah uh, Rachel are you familiar with Annie Sprinkle no, but I love her name. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna fill in because yeah. again Rachel is the re- representative the of like of like civilian folks i assume that there are probably a lot of listeners also who haven't heard of annie sprinkle but like she's just at this point i think it's probably appropriate to call her like a porn historian as well as like a a, a sex worker and yeah legend yeah she was she was super i think she got really really popular in the 80s as a porn star um but she is also i think she's also like a I think she might be like a sex therapist at this point yeah she's got a whole bunch of titles and yeah. like a whole bunch of crap under her belt yeah uh, i think and, she was part yeah. of like the original like em- emergence of porn in the 70s in new york when it was like peep shows and all of that stuff you know like oh, really wow. really early early 
you know, groundbreaking kind of person. That's so, the, I'm a little jealous juice. I got to hang out with her. I'm jealous I got to hang out with her. I do, like, <laughs> that's what I mean. I was like, I can't believe that was like my experience while also being able to be paid for work. I was like, are you for real? Yeah. And then the food was catered on set every day. It was just like, it was a smorgasbord. It was amazing. I got to work with uh, Logan Pierce and mm-hmm. he's really like funny he was just really nice and cool and different kind of guy to work with um because we didn't have a typical scene i will just leave it at that um so that's one of the things about it that like blew my mind i was like this is a porn movie and like it's (laughs) it's not what you would think and i loved that like the whole yeah i don't want to give anyone yeah i know because of that i kind of actually learned something about giving pleasure that i hadn't paid attention to before you know yeah (laughs) that's because it was like honestly like this movie rachel yeah it was like done in just like a different way so i just was able to see things from a different perspective of giving pleasure and i was like wow some of those reactions were real just exaggerated maybe for the film but they were real reactions yeah Yeah. that's that's so crazy because like it it's just crazy that like you have like, you and Adrian probably had, like, more sex than, like, the average person. <laughs> um, so. In, in our lives. In, yeah, in yeah, other. yeah. Although, I'd be down. I would be totally down. <laughs> Whenever that is going to happen, I'm here. I'm there. That's. I. Adrian's, like, people who she wants on the pod are basically people she also wants to work with. Like, it's, it's just, like, a chemistry well, test, basically. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, this I is guess we can't play our game now since I already like the cat's I, out of the bag. True, Lotus. Oh. There's a game that I've been forcing Rachel to play with me when we have a podcast guest, which is she she has to guess. Uh, uh, did we do it at the beginning or the end of the episode? She has to guess if I've had sex with a person that's the guest. Oh, of the oh, yeah. And we kind of like let it out. We and we're let it and, out and we're very consistent about it. <laughs> Well, you know, I I tend to come in and, like, just, like, break things up like a bull in a china shop. So, excuse me. I'm sorry about that. But I already let it out before I knew that there was a game being played. Yeah, exactly. You're fine. I I Uh, think, yeah, I I take all the blame for letting that one out of the bag. No, I was just going to say that that's, like, that does actually make me want to watch because I'm, like, wow, if someone who is in, like, in the adult industry is learning something new. I'm like, my mind is like, what can I like? What could I learn? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, you'll have it's to so watch really to see. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it was also really cool because, um, I came to find out that the movie was semi autobiographical of shine. And so that was like, I didn't know that until I was already on set, like one, like third day in or fourth day in or something. And I was like, are you kidding me? I'm like playing you. I was like, this is like such an honor. I can't even right now. So I don't even know like what lucky stars got aligned in my life that let that be my fate. But it, I was just, just even more like, wow, I, I just, I am so incredibly thankful to her for giving me and trusting me with that chance to like express this moment that happened in her life <laughs> yeah dude that's awesome i didn't cool. know that either and that's that's really cool i i that's cool like one of the things that that i really enjoyed about it was 
like I I I very much personally identified with everything that happened in that movie because and and this is without spoiling anything for folks listening who haven't seen it but like kind of the 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 thing the plot right is your character Lotus is has a lot of internalized biphobia and yeah. is like kind of experimenting with bisexuality and but like is kind of coming from this background where she's identifying as a lesbian and her friends are all queer women and yeah it's like there's just so many scenes and the way that it's done is like fantastic because it's very clear that like there's all this internalized judgment about what her friends are gonna say but it's actually yeah. not really coming from the friends like it's more like you're projecting it onto yourself and that's yeah. exactly what i fucking did for so long yeah like, i had the yeah. same exact experience in college and like right after college yeah kind of like making big deals out of like your own thoughts kind mm-hmm. of thing so yeah it's it's really interesting because yeah I, I i can see the way shine was directing me into this like expression that sometimes at first i was like why is she making me say it like this <laughs> like really honestly and then like as i watched it i was like oh i i get it like this all comes together in the same picture of what you just said so yeah that that's cool <laughs> making magic making totally porno magic yeah <laughs> cool so, you said so you've been in the you said since 2012 uh yeah that that's wrong? when i started yeah okay so what was i mean you said you've liked sex was it just that you were like i like sex and i should get paid for it or was there kind of yeah i mean because i i tried to do like you know, swingers things and like mm-hmm. dominatrixing guys in my hometown. And like, I was just like, this is not enough. This is not good enough. This is not enough. Mm-hmm. And I felt like my, I felt like I was like a professional basketball player playing with like junior high basketball players. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fantastic way yeah. of describing it. You know, like there, they know yeah. how to do the thing, but it just wasn't on my level. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like a little more of a, almost like a hobbyist yeah. you know, approach versus a an extremely professional, yeah. you know, and, and there, I mean, it's like, I, there, I've even met my fair share of people in the porn industry who, I mean, in the sense that they're professional, like, they're shooting for big productions and stuff, but maybe their behavior is very not professional. Yeah, so, for sure. So, like, to yeah. actually, like, have that, beh- like, you're professionalism that matches like every, it, yeah so yeah totally or even like your your listening. energy level and stamina and what you're willing to like bring to the like i don't want to do lazy bullshit bad sex i don't want that <laughs> i i will not tolerate that in my sphere so you know at least we know people are here are like vetted through like testing and like verified through like hey i've seen them fuck i would like to fuck that person and i like yeah. their style I I wish that people could see your mannerisms when you're saying all this because it it just really like drives the point home even more Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh I know I'm very like I move a lot when I talk you're very animated I love it (laughs) it's part of what makes you a fantastic actor because you are like yeah that that, thank you I think that was the technically it's like the only like full length performance of yours that I've sat down and watched like because it's the only (laughs) yeah no yeah because it's the only i think other things i've done have just been like in the realm of like uh maybe a very stylized scene 
or something, yeah. but not like this where it was like I'm carrying a film. Yeah, yeah, like a, a feature, and yeah. features are not very common in porn at all in the first place. Yeah. Um. So That's yeah, true. and then yeah, usually the ones that do get produced that have higher budgets are like by companies like Brazzers, where they're just gonna fill it with all their like contract people anyway. Yes, so it's exactly. not like for folks like us, there's not necessarily spots in that stuff. So it's it's so cool that you are a part of that that project. <coughs> uh, Thank you. Yeah. And one of the other things I wanted to ask you about was just your work uh, for the FSC yes. and like how I'm, I'm actually on like a personal level. I'm just curious, like how you got into that position and like, I mean, t- whatever you want to talk about with no, that's cool. I mean, actually, I love my I feel job. Like I bring there. it up a lot on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> you do. Oh, that's cool. So, so people have already heard of us. That's one yeah. barrier that's great because usually people are like SFC what's that and I'm like well <laughs> yeah I'm like FSC well, it's awesome and also because so, <laughs> yeah. we spend a lot of time or at least we spend a whole episode and then we also bring up like FOSTA yeah and, the, the actual so, like legality things that hold our industry yeah. you know by the balls yeah. sometimes right yeah <laughs> so <laughs> uh yeah so i mean my my job with fsc is kind of cool because i created it myself um in 2017 it was somewhat a little bit after the last um political organize organizing they did around one of the um i think it was prop 60 I think it was Prop 60. It was something about, like, the condom law. The only reason I say I think is because that year I was actually um, taking a hiatus from the industry. So Mm -hmm. I remember kind of, like, watching that from the outskirts. And then I saw it die down. And I kind of, like, was done taking my hiatus. I was in school. And I was, like, ending school. And I was like, well, I could, like, just never go back to porn. Or I feel like I kind of still have something to give back. So I, like, proposition FSE with my position which is industry relations advocate to kind of be more of a liaison between them and the industry when there's not anything going on or like when there isn't just one like measure b or prop 60 some big campaign um to rally against because that's when things would die down and there wasn't really any communication between um you know production and performers and fsc and i mean even still to this day there's still an idea that fsc is like this conglomerate this entity you know this like big (laughs) huge body of like mysterious people that make decisions in coats and nobody knows who they are when like literally anybody can go to the free speech coalition website and all of the board of directors are there and Mm -hmm. all of like board members and then all of us that work there are there which there are three of us or four of us Mm -hmm. actually so it's not that much it's not that big you know (laughs) um but yeah i love my work there they are so incredibly supportive of all of my ideas and initiatives that i come up with um so they definitely are for performers um that's what i'm there speaking for on behalf of um things that i i want to bring to the table would be like the racial equity things the things that we have to address like the sexual assault um or consent violations um and Mm -hmm. allegations so these are things that i've been pressing on and it's, it's not like i'm like oh i'm so awesome i've gotten all this brought into their attention but just kind of having someone that's a performer in the room, making them aware of the perception of performers when they're not addressing things in the right way helps them now at this point understand the things that they really do need to focus on. So, you know, this past ABN, we had a a booth, an FSC booth for independent performers to be able to not have to be at a booth that was 
agent branded or um, yeah. production studio branded. So that was also really cool for some of the um, legacy performers. We had Christy Canyon and Ginger Lynn signing there. So, you know, awesome. those, I love those women, yeah, those women are so amazing. And they're such amazing entertainers, like lifelong entertainers. They were like more entertaining than like myself and, you know, younger than them. And they're just like, <laughs> so I love that we were able to create a, a place and a space for women like that. Um, so things like that's one small thing where I'm like, this was my idea and this like came to fruition at FSC. Um, some of the things with racial equity I'm bringing up with XBiz and Avian and some of the production studios that are our members as well. So it's, it's a lot of work that needs to be done. A lot of things to bring to a lot of people's attention, but I'm very happy to do it because I really love seeing my hoes flourish. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that you're doing it and that you, it's fucking cool as shit that you like made your own job there. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I had to like really think about that because here and there when people are asking me how that got started, I'm like, well, I don't know. I kind of just thought like I could do something with the information and experiences that I have, or I could do nothing and just throw it away and leave the industry forever. And thank goodness, you know, the former executive director there, Eric, um, and I saw eye to eye and and he like understood where I was coming from and what I wanted to help um, bring to the table. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. So was your, was your (laughs) hiatus from porn because you were going to school and you wanted to like really focus all your attention on that? Or was it that you had become like, disenchanted because we've talked to we talked to rod jackson (laughs) and you know we've watched like after porn that does have Mm -hmm. people who are not white performers talking about their experiences the the documentary right Mm. yeah have you seen those lotus the after porn ends documentaries yeah i think so i think there's three but i don't know if i saw the second one we did a whole review of like two and i think we did two and three didn't we do two Mm -hmm. and three well, I know I yeah. only saw two, so maybe I only saw two and three, too. But I know I saw, only saw two. I saw one with Priya Ray Anjali, and mm-hmm. I thought that mm-hmm. her story was really interesting. And then whatever one before that, I can't remember because it was the earlier okay. one. But whatever. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, I did take a break kind of because it was like just it felt like there was a either like the offers that I was getting was just stuff that I didn't want to take my de- – career direction into and it felt like the people that were kind of like giving me advice here and there were kind of trying to mold me into a kind of performer I didn't want to become and there's nothing Mm. wrong with those kinds of performers but I'm not that kind of performer I'm not that kind of person I don't enjoy gang bangs for sex I thought I would have went by looking Mm. at the outside but then once I got in the industry and I had like maybe even just like a, a threesome I was like oh actually that's actually good enough you know, like, you know, I love that. yeah, I'm still waiting for my gangbang, man. I'm all about it. And I'm over here like, <laughs> but like, or, or like things like things like DP and I was like, oh, like I would do a threesome, but like, I don't want like two in me at the same time. Like yeah. maybe one from each end, like mouth and, you know, backside. But like, I really, <laughs> I really don't want to be stuffed at both ends like I I just yeah and I thought about that and I'm like most gangbangs are DP and I was just like oh that may have that may have to be a fantasy I have to give up so since things were like being offered to me in the realm of like 
you know, once you get in, then you realize what you're really capable of or what you're down to do. I was like, uh, I really more like BDSM. I like more bisexual stuff. See, I like would do a threesome if it was bisexual. And that's what I'm saying. Like things like that, where I was like asking for, for if I could do it my way. And then it was like, no, or well, no, we do it this way. This is our style. And I'm like, but I would like do uh, a gangbang if the guys are being bisexual with me, you know, or right. Like some hot shit like that. Like, you know, I start out making them make out and you know, then we can, you know, whatever. But now I feel because I did take that break to kind of get my, my bearing straight and what I really want out of this industry. That's what it was. It was, what do I want out of this industry? Mm -hmm. I want my sexual fantasies fulfilled. I don't want to fulfill other people's sexual fantasies (laughs) with my body. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's the territory that it was kind of almost veering towards. And I was like, so now I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm in the place where I want to (laughs) be. Yeah. God, kudos to you for realizing that and kind of like halting and like, throwing the brakes on and, and figuring it out because it's very easy in our industry to get absorbed in what others want from you and yeah. to get a little lost in that. And I know I've been there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's yes. tempting. You know, the money offers are tempting. The the, the mm-hmm. studio, you know, name is tempting. Mm-hmm. All of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very true. Like, and the, you know, on some level, like, I think – I, I will, I'll speak for myself here. Uh, I have always been an extrovert and like a very, like a theater geek in high school. Like, so for a lot of what I like about doing porn is the performance aspect. And then, yes. you know, there's a tension that comes with that. So I'm totally comfortable saying I'm a little bit of an attention whore. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I, I share the platform. Like, I don't need to be like, oh my God, like, I, like constantly. But, yeah. you know, it's it's fun to kind of, like, be on display. I guess yeah. I guess what I'm saying is I'm an exhibitionist. So. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with that, too. I'm an exhibitionist. I like people watching me. I think I, I realized that one time when I was in, like, my early college years. I had, um, it was in, like, Santa Barbara. And, you know, that's a very par- party, college party town. And ah. it was, like... <laughs> you know, traveling from one party house to the next kind of situation. And I like had sex with this guy in this room and then the windows were open and then his friends were like running by and they're like, ah, like in the window. And they were like, ah, you know, screaming and saying shit. And they were like cheering us on. And I just loved it. I loved it. Oh I was my God. Yeah. I was like, don't stop, that's, you know? So it was never, a, it was never a moment where I was like embarrassed or I was like, Oh my God, no, the window shut. Like I was just yeah. like, no, keep going. Yes. Nobody put on a show. Either. Yeah. I was like, Let's put on a show. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh, my God. So I uh, definitely share that sentiment, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the I think that's the real difference between people who can do porn and people who couldn't. Because I personally am like, oh, the blinds are partially open. <laughs> How cute. We can't. Like, lights on? Perfect blinds, windows open, I'm like, ah! <laughs> uh, So my my large window that you can see behind me here. Yes. Uh, I live in an apartment complex, and I'm also, like, kind of toward the front, where, like, everyone who comes into the apartment complex is driving by my door, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, and I frequently just leave the blinds up, and, and I mean, I 
at this point, I have every confidence that just about everyone who lives in this area has seen me naked through the window because I'm terrible <laughs> about remembering to close it. And I'll come in here and, like, be fresh out of the shower, butt-ass naked. And I'll walk into my room and be standing there, and it's nighttime, and the lights are on, so I know they can see yeah, it. And I'll yeah, yeah. this moment where I'm like, fuck, again. And then I, like, run to close the blinds. See, I know, I know, I'm the same way, so I got those, um, what is it, like, it's like a strip that you put on your window, like a strip of film, Mm -hmm. and it kind of, like, blocks out, like, from the exterior, I even went and looked, oh, nice, yeah, and I even went and looked from the outside, and I, like, went really up close, and I was like, oh, you really (laughs) can't see inside, this is awesome, so yeah, I can leave my windows up, but it, like, trips me out, I'll leave the window up, and then, like, I see a body walk by, and I'm like, oh, fuck, Oh my god. Fucking neighbors. Yeah. Oh my god. Are you like on a first floor situation? Yeah. Yeah. That's even more jarring. Mine, like, I'm on a second floor. So, okay, like, that's good. it's just cars driving by that, like, and sometimes people that walk by. But yeah, I mean, they kind of have to, like, intentionally look up look the window. Up, but, yeah. But yeah, I look sometimes up when look I'm up outside the, myself. Yeah, sometimes and I'm, like, you look up to the sky. Yeah. It is. If it's nighttime and the lights in here are on, it's very obvious. Like, yeah. You don't have to look hard for it. I just like to imagine when, like, you have stuff out that you were, like, using for a scene. And so I just like to imagine that, like, someone looks up at the window and they just see, like, a silhouette of all of, like, the dragon dildos that you, like, isn't that what it's called? Like, the dragon. <laughs> oh, my God. Isn't that the brand that's called the dragon? They're, like, the Oh, bad dragon. Yeah, yeah. Bad dragons. Like, all of those. I just like to imagine, like, the silhouettes of those <laughs> and someone just looking up and being like, huh. That's a wonderful visual. I should just line well, up yes. that window. Yeah. yeah, now you have to really give them something to look at. Exactly. <laughs> put put yes. on a show, you know. I do love those bad dragon dildos. I actually have the little minis, and I like using them for, like, uh, stress relief. Like I gave my them. boyfriend a bunch of those because I got a yeah. bag of them at AVN. Yeah, and, so I use them yeah. for like stress relief or like, you know, not even stress relief when you're just like fidgety and you want to fuck with something. Mm-hmm. They're great. Yeah. You, it's yeah. like a tiny penis. Can can you yeah. hold that up so I can see it? Oh, oh my goodness. Ha! It's a tiny, hole. tiny it's penis. It's so tiny. <laughs> is, is that just like... Is that made just for, like, the novelty fact? <laughs> it has to be, yeah. I mean, unless you want to be creative and, like, do a clit tickly thing. But, I mean, at that point, you could just use your finger. I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe. Fingers, fingers you not do, this wiggly, have though. Have you ever done, know. um... I would never even think of that. Like, you just made me think of something. But, no, honestly. <laughs> oh. I just like fucking with them. Too. You know what I think of what? when I see them? I think of, uh, giant... Have you ever done any, like, giantess fetish stuff? Oh, no. But, yeah, these totally could be. Yeah, because they're, like, small. That's what they make me think of. <laughs> so you could be, like... I haven't done any for a long time, but I used to get... Like, we're going back to 2013, like, when I was, like, doing a ton of clips on, like, Clips for Sale. And Giantess Fetish is such a large thing on Clips for Sale. So I haven't done any for, like, years, but every time I look at those, it makes me think of, like, oh, I bet someone would, like, do a Giantess video with this weird mini I mean you totally dick. could and you totally <laughs> should if you still have your little bag <laughs> I'll have to steal him back from my boyfriend now <laughs> I feel like call right? him give me the if dicks he knows back where come on him, might as well <laughs> my my favorite ones are the ones that like actually like they have all the tubing in there to like create fake cum it's like you can make like you can oh, put the cup and then oh, I just wow. find that I'm just like 
I just, not like in my personal use, I just find it. Are you, oh, no. <laughs> no. You've never? Like, then how do you know about it? You've seen it? Because of Adrian. When I go with, the, oh. she had oh, she it has out. One. Oh, <laughs> I see. Right next to me. And it's like Literally a bad dragon right one, right too, now. so it's all big and wild. Yeah. So, it's, it's giant, obviously. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah, man. I shot a um, pegging scene with a guy a couple weeks ago, and I had this dildo with me mm-hmm. when we were filming it, and I, like, held it up, and I was like, we could use this no. one, and his face was very funny. He was like, no, oh. I don't think so, because it's, it's, it's large. I, I know, mean, I Again, know some performers doing, that can I'm handle the it. Thing where... Male I performer. can't, so I've actually never really tried to Ooh. put this in. Yeah. Yeah, no. exactly. Oh, Michael Vegas. <laughs> That's right up his alley. <laughs> Wait, I do, I do recognize that name. Sure. He's, he's, he's like, he's advocating for more bisexual yeah. porn, right? We've talked about him before. He probably Am I confusing is. him with someone he could, else? He, I think I he's advocating so. maybe for more pegging porn. Uh, respect. Yeah, he does specifically pegging. You're thinking yeah. of okay. Wolf Hudson. Wolf Hudson is the—he shoots a lot of bi porn, and he—I'm obsessed with Wolf Hudson because I think he's adorable, and I really want to shoot a bi scene. Oh, with you him haven't yet? Oh, we're yes. Supposed to do it before must. the shutdown so happened. Fun. You know, it's fucked up. I, I was supposed to do it on May or whatever. No, March 25th. Oh no! Fuck. That's what yeah, I mean. I, like I, I was the supposed shit. to go to like, LA so in April for that. Like so many good things were lined up that got canceled. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Tell me about it. I, uh, I think you and I and Wolf Hudson should do a a, a threesome. Oh wait, that would be fun. Yeah, no, okay. no, that um, would my be brain fun. Is that would be fun because now. I've done the, the three with him, and that that would be like a nice little like way to kind of like twist it and make it new. Yes, that'd be fun. Yeah, I don't even know how that would work. Like, so one of the things that I always think about when it comes to any group sex stuff filming porn is yeah. like logistically. Oh my god, that's so many body parts, and like it can get to where it's like too many cooks in the kitchen. And how does you fit this in there and like actually get it on film? But is that the, the, how do you that how do see, you, that's why I would want to yeah. do it with someone like Wolf because he, he does it. He's doing. Like, and yeah. the, how do you get it on film is always the hardest yeah. part. It's to me, it's never hard like making sure something is always being touched or sucked or fucked. It's the how do you make sure it's all being filmed. That's always the hardest part. Yeah. Is there ever, like, in those yeah. group sex scenes, just someone who's playing the voyeur? Like, literally, it's their role to just be sitting there. Like, the picture is framed to, like, sit there in the corner and be like, maybe I'm the it, person. Maybe in an <laughs> orgy or something. Because then there's more people and then yeah. more time to sit around and look around. I've I've been in so actually when I shot the threesome scene that I did with Kieran uh, Kieran Lee and Angela White, that was like my big like comeback thing, back in January. Um, I there was a whole like minute or maybe a couple minutes total of that where they were just going at it so hard that I just like sat back and I was <laughs> like I was just gonna say sometimes in threesomes I, I just feel watched. that way because yeah like at one point like when the guy is like fucking the girl so the other girl so good. Like, you don't want to fuck it up for her and, like, get all in the way and, like, put your big old butt in her face yeah. and, like, make... And, no, you know, and, like, make her bite you or something because he's, like, fucking her so hard. Like, you know, at one point, like, sometimes yeah. you do just have to sit back and, like, let her get hers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. 
I'll be I'll be the girl in the threesome that sits there and I'll like yeah you know you can you like, like, like you can like come on you know you like, can like give her nice? some back support <laughs> or something you know like I was that say, that's, like, you know that kind that's of that's feminism yeah it is it totally is <laughs> actually actually in my hometown I did that with a friend and her boyfriend you know because they were like trying to have sex in front of me and I was like you know what I'll just be here as support and I helped hold her big old booty cheeks open as he like ate her butt and I like watched and I was like oh. <laughs> but I was like a really good friend because they were monogamous and I didn't do anything. I just like assisted. I was just like, you know, like hold this. Oh my god, that you're so <laughs> Like I, I don't know any friends who I would do that for. You're you're a great friend, <laughs> Rachel. Oh my god, I just remembered oh. that that was I was that was proud of my moment in feminism because I was like, look at you, girl. You held back. All you did was helped. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love it yeah was that like kind so of good. a test of self-control you know <laughs> was that like a self that would require was that a lot. like your yeah. own self-test or was it or was it just that you were like you know what after the fact you were like i realized i'm actually amazing <laughs> yeah no it was like more like just as i i don't want to like cause messiness in their relationship we're friends I don't know what they think they're asking themselves like for out of me to participate mm-hmm. in a threesome with them but I was like oh I'm gonna make mm-hmm. them think I'm doing a threesome with them <laughs> you know because <laughs> they're yeah. monogamous that's what I'm saying like I don't know about like real life people out there having threesomes but I've done another one before and it was messy like the guy and the girl emailed me later and tried to like get me caught up in some like I don't know, like, you're lying bullshit because I was, like, I don't, it was weird. Ooh. Like, they were just jealous of each other because basically yeah. the guy came with me and not her. And so she was trying to see if I would fuck him behind her back or some dumb shit. And I was, like, you guys, I do not have time for this mess. That's why I'm in porn. <laughs> uh, I... I was in a relationship with a guy where we would, like, go to swinger clubs and stuff when I was... It was, like, right around the time I started out in porn... And I remember that being, like, a thing. Like, people from swinger clubs, like, where the guy would, like, try to get a girl's phone number behind his partner's back. And, like, and and it just boggled my mind. It's when I realized, like, wow, some people who, like, want to cheat on their partner. Swinger, yeah. Like, you're still. And, like, basically have freedom to have sex with other people. But you still have to go behind their back. That's because it's not not about the actual, like, sex that you're having. It's about the power. You're yeah, like, I have or the like secret. the trust yeah. or some shit. Yeah, the yeah. power. Yeah, because she totally got mm-hmm. flipped out that he finished with me, and I was like, "Girl, I'm the new pussy." Obviously, he finishes with you every day of the week. Like, I just it made sense to me, right. but she was like trying to get me. Anyways, I stay out of that type <laughs> of stuff, so that's why in this second threesome, I was like, "I already know how this goes. I'm not touching anything except for the out, except for the oh outer God. legs and limbs." You know, like just. Maybe just some butt cheeks. I'm not putting tongue to mouth to nothing. (laughs) See, you know what's crazy is when you were outer is when you were saying like they tried to drag me into something. My first thought was like they was like it wasn't lying. It wasn't anything like that. I just expect everyone who's like an acquaintance to drag you into a multi level marketing scheme. So I was like, how are they going to work this? Like, like, no. So then they tried to get you to sell LuLaRoe or something. Like, <laughs> I just. Oh, my God. Fucking. Yeah, oh I try and God. stay away from those, it two. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They were, they were, 
I mean, can you imagine that? What if they're, let, like, let's say, I bet this exists somewhere in the world where there's, like, this couple, and you know that they'd be, like, the classic, like, Instagram, Lifestyle. like, 20-something white couple, like, very, probably, probably, like, born-again Christian or something, too, and, like, everything that they post is, like, yes. roles and calligraphy. Uh and and they and they seek out people for their threesomes, and then they propose like, "Hey, do you want to sell our young living <laughs> essential oils like in the middle of the threesome?" I feel like this almost. I don't know. I I'm feel just like this, this almost could have been a scenario, but like literally, there was like two different people. This there was a white lady that was trying to get me to like sell stuff for her, and there was weird vibes coming from her husband. <sighs> And and oh, man. <laughs> and then this other couple that like tried to get me to do the threesome, but I was only touching the outskirts. They were totally like the couple that had pic couple pictures blown up to maximum size of themselves in their living room. So they were like that oh. MLM couple without the MLM, literally. Oh you know, just uh. like like you know, they just weren't doing sales, but they lived right. that life. Yet, doing you know, yet, like, maybe. fast forward 2020, right let's MLM see what brand. they're selling now, you know. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. That, do you get That's a so lot funny. of people who, because you're, like, friends who are not in the industry, because you're in the, in the industry being like, hey, so would you want to do a threesome? Like, and not... Uh, no, not really, at, thank God. If anything, mostly I get a lot of, like questions of like advice and stuff and not even advice on how to get in the industry just like like literally I guys asking like is this gay and I'm like the fact that you're asking it is and you know it is you're gay also, you're a little bit oh gay or at and least also, like, and not like okay. in a, yeah and like not in a shameful way but like I'm saying like you're gay because you're like asking me is this gay like as if I'm like the person that knows what's gay for i don't know it's just like like yeah like i'm the, the gay, gay authority, authority for guys like, the, too like one. if i like this and do this am i gay or if i told my friends that am i i'm like do you feel gay that's what this is coming from you must feel gay that's what i mean like if you're asking and you feel gay like there's some gayness in there and that's cool but like it's like i'll get questions like that where i'm always like where the fuck is this going from that's so, that's such an interesting niche of just, like, men being like, but is it gay that I want to suck my friend's dick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or is it gay that I had this dream and I'm like, you need a therapist. I'm not qualified. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, in this vein uh, that I have seen, I mean, I feel like it's almost like ramped up on OnlyFans recently that I've been getting messages from people oh, yeah. asking for stuff like this. And like, uh, it kind of weirds me out yeah. to be honest, but I, I definitely have like a subset of fans that will want me to comment on their partner's appearance. Uh, oh, they'll, and that's they'll a little share. uncomfortable. Or they'll like be like, can I send you a video of my girlfriend giving me a blowjob and you like rate her blowjob oh. skills? And I'm like, okay, A, do you have her, uh, do you have her, per her permission to film that and also yeah. share it with someone else? And like, but I don't even like let them do it at the, at that point. Like. I'm always curious, but I am like, no. So what if the girlfriend was like, at all. hey, can you rate my blowjob skills? My boyfriend has given me permission. He's going to film it. Would you, would you do that? I, 
I'd be open to it. I I think it'd be unlikely because, well, for one, I have very few subscribers on my platforms who are women. Um, And even the ones that claim... I still think they're they're dudes, yeah. I'm not convinced that they're not dudes pretending to be women, to be honest, because a lot of the ones that I've had message me... Oh my god! I know! Like, speaking of, like, you just remember, (laughs) like, reminded me of this girl, like, this young girl, like... She inst- like she joined my uh, OnlyFans and she instantly sent me this like long paragraph that was like a cry for help, but it was like her cry for help was I'm trying to get in the industry, and I was like, but like you know, oh. but she was totally talking about her like broken home and like tragic, 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 and I was like, um, oh, wow. I am totally not going to advise you to get in the industry. Um, I'm like very uncomfortable with this already, and then like she instantly unsubscribed, and I was like, I don't think this was real. You know, I just was like, what was yeah, this? You know, he probably, probably like some dude fuck. that wanted me to like, oh my god, babe, are you okay with him? And like, what do you need? And like, do you need support with him? You know, and I was just like, like I was just like, that right. was so creepy. Yeah, because at first my heart did drop. I was like, what? Oh my god, oh my god. And then my friend was like, um, I got the same um subscriber, and I was like. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's sketch. It's like a weird version of like internet. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and I was just like, I was just like, why if you're like going through all this, would you reach out to porn stars you've never talked? Like, it would be different if they maybe talked with me on Instagram and they thought we had a connection or something. But it was like just a random like, I don't know who this person is, and they disappeared. So I don't think it was real, you know. Yeah. But yeah, you get some funny stuff on there. That's. (laughs) so yeah you bizarre. do yes like, yes I, like and the, and the only thing i can the only other thing i can think of is that like they were wanting to like prove a point that like there's that trope of like you know if you're doing any sort of sex work at all it's because like you have daddy issues yeah and you're and, abused and, like, yeah and so they were trying to like prove that that was right by getting you to be like Oh yes, this is the place for you to be. I came yeah. from the same place. Yeah, or something. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But it was all these red flags where I was like, "Oh, you absolutely should not be here if that's the case. <laughs> like, you need, like, you know, you really need help before you think this is where you need to be." So yeah. Right. Like. This, yeah. It was like. Yeah. The adult industry. Adults is for that know a- what they're doing, why they're doing meaning- it, like. Not because you need to escape yeah. <laughs> all this crazy. It was just a bunch of crazy shit. Like it was just like things that didn't make sense. And I was like, uh, huh? Not, I'm not playing into this. And then they immediately unsubscribe. So I was like, fake. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten to where I have a pretty low tolerance for people like doing stuff like Same. that on OnlyFans. Ever since Thank they added God. that strip yeah, button, the, I'm mu- like, the mute button or whatever <laughs> it is. I know because at first I'd be really worried. I'm like, uh, how do I fucking deal with this? It's crazy. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I've have you done the thing where I I've done a thing where I get an OnlyFans message that's just so strange, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, it's not necessarily like worthy of a of a block or a restrict but yeah. i don't know how to re- like i will sit there and stare at it for like 10 minutes just like what the fuck do i and then i'm like this is insane like i don't have time to spend 20 trying minutes to figure out what they're saying when i get a yeah like, i mean usually if if they like dumbfound <sighs> me like that which it, it has happened sometimes whether it's like a miscommunication thing or like they say something so crazy that i don't even know how to respond i usually just respond with like a sexy picture and i'm like ah 
<laughs> you know, like, I just, like, diffuse <laughs> with, like, tits that. and <laughs> pussy. I'm like, hey. See? I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Except, so for you, like, I think something that people don't really understand, we were in our last guest that we were talking with, it was like, you know, this is actual work. Like, it's work yeah. for you. It's not like you're just... So, like, when you're answering OnlyFans messages, it's like someone else answering a work email. Yeah. So, really, Mm -hmm. I find sitting there for 20 minutes so relatable. (laughs) I don't respond with a picture of my face, but I typically respond with something that is just, oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) It's... Do you ever respond with just a single? Oh, yeah, sometimes I just do like the kissy face emoji or some hearts and some rainbows. And I'm like, you know, just make it look cute and glittery. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were asking me. And I was like, if someone messages me on Skype and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, like, yes. both of you. Since we're yes, all on the same page I here. I respond our... <laughs> all the time with just a thumbs up because I'm like, what? What am I supposed to do with this information? Yeah. Are you sure you yeah. meant to contact yeah. me? Yes! <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> oh my god. For sure. Cool. <sighs> Gotta love them, though. Uh, Rachel, were you going to No, gonna I was just going to ask, like, this is probably not, this is probably not something that's happening now that it's, the world is different. Um, <laughs> you know, you're out there wearing a mask and all this stuff, but did you, in your normal life, pre-COVID life, what would you do if someone recognized you? Or did that happen a lot? Um, it was weird because it happened when I was like, one time recently, actually, it was like right before award season. Um, and I was like on my way to an award show, actually, and someone just saw me at the bank and they said Lotus. And I like looked at them and I was like, like, I literally went like that, you know, when you like throw your hands up and you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) Because I looked at this person who didn't look like someone I knew, and I was just like, what the fuck, in my normal person mindset. And then Mm -hmm. I started walking to my car. I was like, oh, that was probably a fan. And then I was like, okay, let me get the fuck out, because that was bad, like, reaction. It was just so, like, I didn't expect it, because I was, like, thinking about, like, okay, I got to pay this thing, get this money, and go, and, like, my errands. And then they just said Lotus, and I was, like, not in Lotus mode. So I was like, what? Who are you? No, I don't know you. And then I, like, went. You know, like, like, as if thinking, like, it's someone from set or work. And I was just like, "Mm, no, not at all, like, someone that I recognize. And I, like, went to my car, and I was like, oh, shit, that was a fan. And that was the craziest reaction ever, because I was just like, I looked at them like, what? And I shook my head like, no. And I'm like, what? Did you get any, like, fan tweets the next day that were like, No! I, I'm a huge fan. I saw you at the bank. And you no, but you know, which one is it? Which one is it? He saw me in person at that award show. Which one is it where, like, people are at, I think it was XRCO, where, like, fan people can go to afterwards? Yeah, and I saw yeah, him. He yeah, was, yeah, like, with yeah. some, he was, like, talking to some girls. He was like, Lotus, I saw you. But he was still happy, and I was like, oh. And I was like, oh. Oh I was God. like, oh, but you know, I was just like in passing. So I was like, oh, ah, like, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it was, it was weird. The only, it's been a long time since I got recognized, but the only one that ever like was real weird. Cause I think it's only ever happened. Well, I, I mean like a thing that I like have talked to about 
with Rachel before on the podcast is like a lot of the time I don't know if someone recognizes me because uh, it's it's porn and like people yeah. have the stigma about it. So I feel like a lot of people could recognize any any one of us from porn. And yeah, just, like, yeah, keep it to themselves. yeah, exactly. You know, we never know one way or the other. But like I've only actually known that someone recognized me because they fucking said something like two times, maybe three. And the, my favorite one was just it was years ago. Um, when I lived in LA and I was flying to, um, Oakland airport for a kink shoot and <laughs> it was on my way home. And the dude who worked at TSA at the, the Oakland airport was just like, hello, ma'am. How are you today? <laughs> like, <laughs> the fucking TSA okay. agent. like when I was going through the metal detector, yeah, you know, that was also one thing, like the people, like <laughs> when you're getting an Uber from the airport and getting dropped off at the armory, like sometimes the Uber drivers knew what went on in the armory and they'd be like, Oh, I know what goes on there. Oh. And I'd be like, can you shut yeah. up and just drop me off at work? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Like, oh, especially when you're, I have to admit that that's like the reason. Yeah. I especially when you're like usually. stuck like, in a car LA, with I them. Like you do not want them talking about what they know goes on at where you're being dropped off at. Like ew, motherfucker. That's also such a creepy way to put it. Yeah. 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 Famous building. And I remember the guy, he was like such a, one of those wannabe like male doms with like the long greasy hair and like slick. It was like slicked back. No, it was like the slick back greasy hair that was kind of long. And he was like, like, Oh, like, you know, a wannabe in the kink scene, but you didn't get hired by kink.com type person. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, like that's what I mean, like faux daddy dom daddy. Dude. Yes, that. <laughs> totally that. <laughs> oh. Well, Rachel. it just takes me back because it's like... Thank you for your beautiful It just expression. takes me back to, like, online dating because, like, you know, on Tinder, it's there's always that one profile. It's always, like, just a picture of their abs, never their face. <laughs> that's all you need, like, baby. Because yeah. they're... And they're like, I will be your master and i will and i will treat you right and in return like they want this whole thing and it's like the your black and white ab shot with a rose on it is so it's like it was always shit like that or then it'd be like i just want to eat your pussy and it would just be like and it's just a picture of like nothing and it's like you're either catfishing me or you're gonna kill me like yeah. you're not like how? Yeah, that's you're straight gonna up kill me. Vibes. Uh, just gross. Yeah. Oh, that's another category of of fan messages I've gotten is fans sending me like a a grouping of photos and their bio that they want to use for Tinder and like asking me. Oh really? Oh how fun! It. <laughs> Actually, like, that would yes, be indeed. I will. That would for be fun. I tip. would do that. That'd be fun. <laughs> I just use it as an excuse to, like, educate them about feminism and, like, hey, so, here's why here's why your Tinder, Tinder bio is problematic. I could, I could like, do that. I could do Tinder oh. tips. That'd be fun. I mean, they, they want to talk about me. all kinds of other stuff. I should steer the conversation that way. Yeah, that's fair. You should. I have, I have tons of advice uh, for Tinder and what not to do and what to do, because... I love Tinder used to be my favorite game. It's actually how I met my fiance and his profile was, yay, Jude. His profile was perfect. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I can believe that. No, I mean, 
Good thing y'all didn't meet after Animal Crossing came out because his profile would have had like Animal I don't think Crossing he would have. I don't think he would have gotten and... a Switch. I think the only reason he has it is because I already have one. So okay. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. Uh, we're about at an hour, nice. so we can sort of rein it in oh. unless we had any other questions. No, I'm just, I'm Rachel, just sad. You're making a uh-huh. This has been really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was really fun. It's just, it's kind of yeah. just like we're hanging out, chilling in our rooms together. Yeah, girl exactly. talk. Yay. Um. Lotus, do you have any, like, upcoming projects um, or anything that you want to plug? I don't know. I think we're just trying to hold the industry accountable for a lot of things. So just keep checking to see if um, people like agents that created their own pledge that they wouldn't do IR bookings anymore are are still holding on to that. You know, if production companies are actually prioritizing shoots with – performers of black and brown performers and and giving more opportunities Mm -hmm. behind the scenes as well to create those stories in an authentic way um it's not something because i've gotten at people ask like oh has anything changed yet or can you say anything no because literally things are just now being brought to people's attention just being made aware um so we'll see i would say a couple of weeks we can see if things are still you know just being talked about or are they being put into action that that's that's what i'm about yeah i have a question for you regarding that which is about like you know i i hesitate to like project my own opinion about this because i'm not a black brown or person of color and i I don't want to make it sound like i I just don't want to accidentally speak for someone you know so i'm like i'm very careful with uh the way i talk about this but like our one one of the concerns I've had about the, like, for example, AVN Awards saying that they're not going to have, like, a specific interracial category anymore. And my concern isn't about them saying that, because I think that overall we're trying to get away from that type of labeling, you know. But it also concerns me because I'm like, okay, but couldn't we just have, like, far less people of color winning awards then? Because... It, that means the studios have to pick up the slack and actually do... It's like what you just said, that we have to make sure that the studios are accountable and actually employing more people of color and black performers because I, I, I guess what I'm worried about is like the AVN Awards and the Expos Awards and everyone like not necessarily nominating... No, yeah, I, I got you. I mean, that's why it is such yeah. a giant tasks because it's not just one area of the industry that you can say can you just fix this please it's you got to ask everybody to yeah you know kind of participate together in wanting to fix something as a whole that's not just a one thing that we're fixing it's like we're addressing several things that have been in place for a long time mostly because people never challenged it but we live in a time now not just because the internet advanced even more because of coronavirus and uh quarantining and what uh people as performers are are made aware of what they're capable of we we have a yes the power that we have so we have a moment of leverage where we can decide what uh systems we're still wanting to participate in or not um so it's just yeah yeah, it's it's just one of those things where i think uh you got to make, we want to like use metaphors. If you like want to wipe out the bullshit and you're like wearing 
Thanos glove, you can't just use like one jewel. You have to line up all the jewels and activate them each, but you got to like wake people up to how you're going to activate that jewel. What what is it that you hold power over that you can change? You know, because like it can't just be one thing because it's going to be so weak and it's going to crumble. It's not going to happen. So like the only way to make the glove powerful yeah. is to activate all the points and then get things to happen oh together. That's really, really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. that so good. <laughs> the, the Thanos glove of Yeah, of I mean. <laughs> Cuz once you like start talking to different people, it isn't just like, oh, it's not just the production, it's not just ABN, it's not just, you know, agents or whatever. It's so it's all the jewels, it's all those things and they create the system, you know. Yeah. But it can be brought down just like it got created at one point. It got created out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Is there is there anything other than, like, for someone who isn't in the industry but enjoys the fruits of your labor, like, is there anything other than just paying for your porn and, like, making sure that that money goes to good productions and good companies who are ethical and really trying is there, like, anything other than that that you can I do? I mean, uh, if there's people that have um, access to news makers, you know, reporters, you know, even if it's, like, your cousin or your your friend that you went to college with or people that kind of, like, influence culture or, like, maybe they're, like, a story runner and, like, you know, on a TV show or something or maybe they're just, like, the local newspaper columnist person Mm -hmm. I would implore them to think about what sex work means in their community because it's not just porn but like in your community there's single mothers there's young women there's young dudes and non-binary people and trans people that all use sex work in a different number of ways to kind of establish their independence in life and isn't that kind of what this whole life is about to be independent you're not trying to be dependent on other people or ask other people for help. And sex work is a way that has helped a lot of different people that aren't maybe uh, desirable to traditional jobs be able to have that uh, independence. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fuck yeah. God, I love every every word that comes out of your mouth. Stop. Yeah. But you know, because it's like there's a, a bias, but you know, even when I had gone and worked at a, at a brothel at one point in, in uh, the outskirts of Las Vegas, there was women there that I met that like lived in South Dakota and random places in America, and they just like would come there every so often to make make enough money to sustain their regular life, but they couldn't talk about it in there. But like, imagine, so these are all these yeah. regular ladies that people don't know about that are at this brothel very regularly, you know, going away for work, and people think it's like some other thing, but this is sex work you know we have to hide it because of the way Mm -hmm. you guys treat us so that's one thing Rachel I would get you to get other people like yourself to realize is that it's really only dangerous for us because of the way you react to us yeah 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 that's a huge fuck yeah well that's one of the things that is you know all the like documentaries about sex workers I'm always very apprehensive about because a lot of the time it's made with this like patronizing tone where it's like, yeah. oh, save them. Like, they're all trafficked. And I'm like, okay, trafficking is a thing, but that's yeah. a very specific yeah. thing. And please stop conflating it's like, that with It's actually so traumatizing and, yeah. seeing that come up in um, 
documentaries because I was watching supposedly a benign documentary about just greed in America and like literally hidden in the middle of it was this morsel about those girls that hung out with Charlie Sheen um, and like got like and they made that all terrible because they framed it as this girl, you know, used to work in this tanning booth place when she was 14 then she made millions of dollars with charlie sheen now she works at that same tanning booth and she's 28 oh my god what happened to her life and her millions oh my god. that's so that's oh so god. awful on so many different <laughs> levels like it's in, in many many it's ways ages. so it's, yeah i huh everything was fucked about it and i was just like damn a bitch can't even watch a greed documentary without this random horophobic sex <laughs> negative like porn anti-porn shit in the middle hidden it was not not even in the description so it was literally like a slap out of nowhere and my mom tearing up and she's like oh is this what i was like i don't know what this bitch went through mom but this is not my experience i am so sorry like i don't even know what we're watching right now but you know like it was like fucked up Oh my god. Ugh. Oh, that's my worst nightmare is like going and going to my parents' house for a fucking Christmas or something and someone's and like, was... let's watch this TV show. No, no, no. Too many dead whores. We, yeah, no, we did, we did a whole, like last summer, we watched a few episodes of Law and Order SVU that were like focused on either like sex work or on porn. And it's just like, look at how many of the wrong ideas America yeah. like is getting based about off it. of your media yeah it's just yeah yeah it's yes it is <laughs> yeah so i mean you know all of the people that listen to our podcast who are definitely screenwriters for big <laughs> yes big name shows write better scripts uh, or you know what? all of you <laughs> so you know you have that what like lotus was saying you have that one person who knows that one person or is related to that one person Mm -hmm. Seriously, yeah. Give them Lotus's information <laughs> so they can go see how like smart and amazing and beautiful she is. And give them a nudge. I mean, not not that Adrian, you're not like obviously you are. She but, like, is. <laughs> you are. But like, give them real people who just happen to this is their profession, so that they can see that like you're not just mm -hmm. like that hooker with the heart of the gold trope is just. It's so boring. It's passe. It is. Yeah. It's I so have boring. an iron as much heart. As I truly did love Pretty Woman <laughs> as a child when I should not yeah. have been watching it. It is so boring. Yeah, I don't want um an old dude to save me. I really don't. Like I've had that offered no. to me a yeah. few times and every time I'm like, Do I think I could do this? Oh my god, do I think I could do this? Um, could I do this? And I'm like, No, I can't I can't. I don't like stuff that much. I really yeah. don't like stuff and material possessions that much. And you you yeah. really have to in order the, to the, like just give in to that. No, that you true. have to what and uh, also the the material things and the and the the income that I do have. Yeah. I enjoy yeah. it the way I do because it is yeah, specifically yeah. online. Like, yeah, I make why. it. Like, if it were if it were a sugar daddy, I'd be like, oh, yeah, no, I don't you don't like appreciate it as much because like, you know you have to ask or you have to do something or ugh, God. Yeah. Also, <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't even I know. Go yeah, I was gonna go off about <laughs> dating much older men, which I've been there and I'm not a fan. Yeah, for my me personal either. Me either. Situation, but <laughs> it was like a fun experience, sure. But like, I could not date those guys for reals 
Man. Yeah, I totally <laughs> agree. Do you want to let everyone know yeah. your socials and, and your whatever yeah, you want um, once more? Don't hesitate to follow me, but it is hard to find me because I'm shadow banned. So you're going to have to type in ITS, L-O-T-U-S, L-A-I-N. And you probably have to type it all the way out on Instagram and Twitter, but that's okay. You'll find me. I have a lime green circle as my avatar, and it's a cute cartoon made by the wonderful artist, Jetty Lewis. Um, I love her. She's a a very cool, like, sketch artist. I don't know if it's sketch, but it's, like, it's actual – it's not – it's not computerized is what I'm trying to say. She uses her yeah. hands. Oh, like... Il- yeah, like, yeah, illustrator. There you go. Would be... I'm like, yeah, a non-computer kind of a artist of the olden times. <laughs> a, tradi- a traditional artist. Right, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. There you go. And that's where you find me. It's Lotus Lane. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It's Lotus Lane. Thank yeah. you so Thank much. you guys Thank for you. Like, show. This has been a real treat. I hope that you will come back and talk with us because this has been great oh yeah we can yeah. do another session in yeah, the future I'll, I'll be down um i guess yes. we need to say our podcast socials because i forgot gotta... to name at the beginning at after adult on instagram after adult pod on twitter um you can go to our website just to get links to everywhere the podcast is available which is literally every everywhere you can listen to podcasts we're everywhere uh just go to afteradult.com um, Oh, and you can you can email us questions at at afteradult um, at gmail You can email me questions at the real Rachel at protonmail.com. Um, and you can also leave us Google voice recordings on our Google number, which is eight one eight four five seven six five three five. We don't have one to play today because. Uh, I just need to tweet a lot more about us having a Google voice number. But, uh, yeah, I, I really want, like, look, even if you call our number just to say hi and be goofy, like, you know, let's say you're getting quarantine yeah. drunk. Call us and uh, tell us that our fridge is Randomly, and you're bored. Call us and yeah, call us, us and tell us that our fridge is running. She's doing porn again. Girls a new creation, even after two kids She'll change your whole damn life, you just watch one of the vids Far from born again She's doing porn again